Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Busy Fit Podcast. I'm Alex Moses, one of our registered dietitians, and I'm joined today by another one of our registered dietitians, Emily Cayley. Today, we are going to be talking through eating through the menstrual cycle. How do we best fuel in each phase as a woman? I think that this is something that's been overlooked for many years. I know myself, I wasn't taught a lot of this even before I became a dietitian, just being a menstruating woman. And it's good information for all of us to know and to know our bodies a little bit better. So I'm going to hand it off to Emily um, to do a quick little intro and get us started. Hey, everyone. Super happy to be here with the great Alex. Um, yeah, we're coming to you talking about our periods and what to eat during our periods. And I totally agree, Alex. I think growing up, no one mentioned anything about what it's like to eat during your during your cycle, how you could feel better. It was always just kind of, yep, we get it and you deal with it. Um, so I think I think we're definitely in that age where women want to know. Um, and they know that there's answers and there's, there's ways to go about their cycle better. Um, so this is really exciting to, you know, hit this population that we're working with to give them some insight because they might feel a little lost. We have a lot of hormones in our body that have a ton of different functions, but when we are focusing in on the actual hormones that affect our menstrual cycle, the reproductive hormones, there are a few really big ones. The biggest one that most people think of, especially for women, is estrogen. That is what's responsible for puberty, um, but also has a ton of other implications around the rest of our body. So it actually helps control our cholesterol levels and health of our brain and our bones And this is something that most people only associate with women, but there are small amounts in men as well. So I think that this podcast is geared towards women, but honestly, men, good thing for you to know as well. And if you care for a woman in your life, something important for you to know. Take care of your girl or your sister. Anybody. Your mom. mom. (laughs) Look out for your girls. Yeah. And. Estrogen is something that fluctuates a lot throughout our cycles, but it is the highest in the late follicular phase. So right before um, our ovulation time. Then there's progesterone. So this is something that really only has functions in the area of fertility or reproduction. So it's not helping us out a lot in other body functions like muscles and bones like estrogen does. This is also what is found in forms of birth control. So most people, if they're taking a birth control pill, it's going to have progesterone in it. Um, Sometimes it has a combination of progesterone and estrogen, but the majority you're going to find are strictly a synthetic form of progesterone called a progesterogen. So This is also what is going to be tracked because it's only functioning in the area of fertility to show if you are pregnant or not. So if you've ever seen like the P test, the blood test, like those are tracking progesterone levels. So 
birth control pills actually make your progesterone stay at the same level the entire way through your cycle. So you don't have any sort of fluctuation if you're on birth control. Um, the LH and the FSH are basically just hormones that work together to stimulate your follicular growth and ovulation. So they are going to be spiking right before we ovulate. Um, this is a big ratio that people like to track to make sure that you are in good health and making sure that your fertility is in check. So an LH and FSH ratio should be a one to two ratio. You'll see people with things like PCOS will have an elevated ratio, and that could be anywhere from a two to two ratio to even a three to two ratio. So that's something that a lot of people see on blood work as out of whack if they have PCOS. The testosterone is one that I still have as an important hormone on here, um, even though it's not thought of as something for women. But testosterone is still found in low levels in women. And this is primarily responsible for increasing libido or your sex drive and your bone and muscle health. So estrogen and testosterone really work hand in hand on the bone and muscle health side. When someone's listening to this, I think the most that they can get out of this, if anything, is things are just happening all the time. And no wonder why you feel the way you do during these different phases of your cycle, because these hormones are just going crazy up and down, just like you are feeling, right? So these are the the four main hormones. They're all, they all have a purpose, like Alex was saying. They all go up and down um, throughout your whole entire cycle, these 28 days or, you know, about 28 days, depending on if you're taking birth control, if you're a regular. That was a great rundown of the hormones, Alex. Thank you so much. Well, one thing that I do want to say with the phases and like you mentioned, the 28-day cycle we go through, people should know that women go through this 28-day hormone cycle, but men go through a 24-hour hormone cycle. So again, men, listen up. If you think that you feel a little wonky at different parts of the day, we feel that at four weeks at a time. Mm. <laughs> so be aware of that and know that some of this can apply to you. And maybe one day we'll do an episode on the men's side, but there are different times in a women, a woman's cycle when they should be trying to get in a better workout, when they should be focusing on rest. Um, and it's the same for men. But for women, the different phases that we have, um, the main ones we have are the follicular phase. And most of the time you're splitting that up. Like early follicular phase is very different from the late follicular. Um, early follicular is when you have that active menstruation or bleeding. Um, and that's when you have that dip in low progesterone. So like I said, progesterone is that hormone that we're having in birth control. So a lot of people only experience bleeding or basically a, a fake period on birth control when they are taking the placebo week because otherwise their progesterones just stay in the same. So if you don't have that dip, you're not going to be actively menstruating. 
Uh, once you get into that late follicular phase, that is when you're going to feel on top of the world. That is when you have the highest amount of energy. You're done with your period. We're starting to gear up for ovulation. So people usually have higher energy during Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> and then the ovulation time um, is, as most people know, going to be the highest chance that you get pregnant. Um, energy is still decently high during this time, um, but this is going to be a shorter phase. This is usually only a few days. Um, and then the luteal phase, once we get into the luteal phase, the mid-luteal phase is the part that we usually focus on. That's when most are experiencing those PMS symptoms that we know and love. <laughs> Um, and that leads into menstruation. So back to the top of the cycle at that early follicular phase. Yeah. What a roller coaster. Just a roller coaster. And again, yeah, Alex just went through the whole entire cycle. So basically, again, if you want to follow along, um, there are great graphs out there, but she just went through the whole entire thing and you'll see it looks like a little mini roller coaster. And that's our month. And it makes sense. It a hundred percent makes sense why you're feeling the way you are. So try to be mindful of that, right? So you're you're having a day and you're like, why does everything just seem a little wonky or a little off? Or why am I having these thoughts? Or why am I reacting this way? Or why am I so hungry? Or why can't I get this workout done the way I want to get this workout done? Where are you in your cycle, right? Does it make sense? What do you need to do? Um, you don't need to push it, right? There's workouts based off your cycle. There's eating based off your cycle. There's things that you could do during your cycle that make sense for that stage in your cycle. So I think as women, you know, take, take a hold of your life and where you are with your cycle and do things based off your cycle. Obviously, um, unfortunately there's not like a day off from work every single month that you could take for your period. I think there are some countries that do that. Um, so that's interesting, but you can, you can possibly, um, you know, plan your month based off your cycle and and what's going on, especially if you have bad PMS or bad experiences during these different phases, you know, stay mindful, um, try not to be frustrated, um, and lean on your other girls to, to ask them, Hey, what are you doing? What are you reading? What works for you? Um, so yeah, women stand together. Stand together. Stand together. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And the planning portion, I'm hoping we can help out a little bit on this side, especially with nutrition. And once you get a hold of this nutrition, this is all to help make sure you're not having nutrition like nutrient def- deficiencies making sure you're maintaining energy levels throughout the cycle. And those in return are going to help out on the training side. So starting out on nutrition through the early follicular phase, so menstruation, this is a time to focus on hydration and replenishing nutrients that we're actively losing in the blood. So Emily, what are some of those things that we need to focus on and what are some good sources that we can get in? 
Yeah. So when we're talking about those early follicular phase, the menstruation phase, we're really focusing on, like you said, the hydration and replenishing certain nutrients. So we're talking about iron and our B vitamins. Iron makes sense, right? You lose iron in your blood. You're menstruating. You are bleeding, right? So we want to replace, replenish this with certain foods. Um, so you can think of foods that are rich in iron. There's a couple different kinds of iron. There's heme iron and non-heme iron. Our heme iron, we're going to get from our animal sources. This is best absorbed, but you still can get good iron from non-heme, which is our uh, plant-based iron, right? You can also do a mix. So even for our vegans, vegetarians, you're you're in good hands with some iron-rich foods. So we're talking about legumes, right? That's a non-heme. So that's like lentils and chickpeas. Um, we have nuts and seeds. Uh, we have cereals that have been fortified with iron and breads that have been fortified as well. Our dark leafy greens like spinach and broccoli. And then obviously our animal sources like our meats and our seafoods. Um, so that's going to be our high iron foods that you're going to want during your menstruation period, right? Replace the iron that you're losing from your blood and make sure that you have good energy. When we're talking about our B vitamins, right? This is this is energy. You think, um, <clears throat> well, I'm not going to recommend people take energy drinks, but when you look at an energy drink, there's a lot of B vitamins, right? For a reason. But you can get these from good sources of food that have good fiber, good other micronutrients, and good calories, right? So our B vitamins that are going to be found in food, again, like our dark leafy greens, seafood, especially like oysters, clams, and mussels, um, meat, eggs, seeds, right? So these are all going to be our B vitamins. Um, so this is our nutrients, our iron and our B vitamins. And then when we start talking about our hydrating foods, this is going to be like our fruits and our vegetables, right? So this is going to be like watermelon, our berries, celery, cucumber. So when we combined some foods that are high in iron, high in B vitamins and, and hydrating, we can think of um, some kind of meal during this phase, like a teriyaki steak rice bowl with cucumbers and sesame seeds, spinach, and you know, spicy mayo. This is going to be something that you can make during your menstruation cycle um, that's going to give you good iron, good B vitamins, and is also hydrating and it's going to be super, super tasty. Uh, so this is something that you can eat during the menstruation cycle that might make you feel a little bit better. I do want to say that when you get these guides or this advice to take through your cycle, it's really easy to like, look at this and be like, screw you guys. I'm not eating a teriyaki rice bowl when I'm actively bleeding. Like I want chocolate. I want these things. But once you start doing these things, even in small amounts, we're not saying like every single meal of your day needs to be focusing on these items, right? Like if you're eating a decently balanced diet in general, you're probably getting a lot of these nutrients in some capacity anyways. Um, if you're taking a multivitamin even, you might be getting some of these. But 
if you focus even one meal a day, one snack a day on these things, it's going to help you regulate your hormones and not feel these crazy dips. Because that's when we start to feel like crap and we feel like we need to be eating all the chocolate and ice cream on our period. That's not because your body is telling you you need those things. It's you're all out of whack and that's what you're going for because you haven't curbed your cravings. You have some deficiencies and things. Your energy's not at its greatest. That's why that stuff's happening. So if we can even get in like one meal a day like this during your menstruation, like that's going to help you. And I think that's probably the hardest phase to like have that stick in um, because once we get into the nutrition on the late follicular and ovulatory phase, it's a little different. And I think that since your energy is the highest, it's kind of the easiest to want to apply these things. But this is a phase where we're really just trying to focus on supporting that increased energy and how can we balance this increasing estrogen that's just spiking through the roof? Yeah, so maybe this is the phase where you had something prepped in advance. So you don't have to think about what do I need to put on my grocery list, going to the grocery store even. Like maybe this is just something that's prepped in your freezer or fridge that you could just pull, right? And yeah, the menstruating you will think the ovulatory phase you for prepping this to get ready to make sure that you're having a good menstruation. Um, should we get into the ovulatory phase? Yeah, absolutely. So what are some higher energy foods that can help us out? Yeah. So when we're talking about the late follicular ovulatory phase, we are talking about you're needing to have more energy. So let's talk about some foods that are going to give you that um, increased energy and also help balance the increasing estrogen, right? That Alex wanted to during this phase. So higher energy foods, right? We're talking about our carbohydrate sources. So we're talking about quinoa, uh, we're talking about brown rice, whole wheat bread and pasta, you know, dive into those those kinds of foods, um, foods that help balance estrogen. We're talking about uh, our broccoli, cauliflower, kombucha, kefir, pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, um, a nice range of different kinds of foods to help balance your estrogen. So lots of random foods, but if we want to throw it all together, um, a meal idea for this phase could be like a quinoa crusted chicken. You can use like flaxseed as the binder with broccoli and whole wheat pasta and marinara sauce. So this is something that is going to give you the higher energy foods with these foods that also help balance your estrogen. And it's going to be a little bit of a comfort food too, right? So eat your pasta <laughs> during your ovulatory phase. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's this is the best time to be doing it. I mean, your energy is going to be through the roof. And usually this is when people are getting in their best workouts too. Um, there's a lot of really good research that endurance runners, swimmers, triathlon guys, like they are having their best times during this phase because 
they have that kind of energy. Um, and a lot of those people who are in a competition mode usually are doing things like this anyway. So they're usually getting in a carb load. Um, it just happens to be at this time when it's the most beneficial for a woman's body. So really cool that this is like such a cool application going in and good information to know that you can really plan out not only like a good training, but like how you can really fuel for this training too. Um, now we can move into that luteal phase. So this is the last phase in the cycle. Um, and like I said, it's usually just referred to as the mid luteal phase because that's the, um, the time in the phase that we see the change in hormones. So this is a time where we are experiencing that wonderful PMS. So this is when we're just really trying to satisfy cravings in a more nutritious way. So really want to support our hormones and hormonal health while still honoring those cravings, getting in that salt, getting in those sweets. Um, so Emily, what are some good examples of salty craving snacks, sweet craving snacks to help us through this phase? So Alex did mention chocolate earlier, and we're finally at that stage. So yes, there is a phase that you can get your chocolate in. Um, of course, you can get your chocolate in whatever you want because chocolate's great. But during, yeah, during your luteal phase, um, we want to satisfy those cravings, right? Um, you deserve it. So we have some options for our salty cravings and our sweet. So salty, salty nuts, um, flavored sunflower seeds, roasted chickpeas or edamame, kale chips, right? Um, so those are all like salty cravings if you're a salty gal. Um, and your sweet cravings, this is going to be our dark chocolate or hot chocolate with cacao powder or baked sweet potato with cinnamon and coconut whip, right? Um, we can have like a Greek yogurt with pumpkin seeds and peanut butter and chocolate chips. This is making me hungry. Uh, so yeah, you have your options. And if you're a salty and sweet, you know, dip into both of these if you want. But this could be something that you do throughout the day. Um, this could be something that you do at the end of the night or something that you do like while you're in bed, not having a good time. So also tell tell your partner what kind of <laughs> what kind of snacker craving do you need and make sure you have these in your cabinet or make sure you have these readily available cuz you're probably not going to want to think too much um during this phase as well <laughs> that's so true yeah the planning side of things is probably going to be the most difficult during these times where you really don't want to do anything um, so if you have a partner, family member, friend that can help you out and get these things for you during that phase, that's great. But honestly, if you're able to plan for these and have this stuff available for you, um, I know for me, I always keep things like ground flaxseed is like a staple in my freezer. I always have that. Um, some of the things that are more shelf stable, I always have some sort of nuts in my pantry. Um, I always have chickpeas. I'm a huge chickpea fan. 
Um, I always have chocolate. That's something I have never lacked. But maybe there's some things on here where you're like, I've never incorporated this before, or I want to try that, but I don't have that around. Plan for that, have that available. So come that time in your cycle, you have that stuff available. Well, Emily, I think that that is about it. Obviously, there is a ton you can go through on the hormone side, and we are very complicated creatures. We are women. (laughs) So this is just a good quick summary on some things that you can do to help out. But um, if you want to learn a little bit more, all of this is in writing on our guide, our Eating Through Your Menstrual Cycle guide that you can find on our Facebook page. or you can always follow us on Instagram, Mahoria Training, where we post some of these tips weekly. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you learned something and make sure you eat through your cycle.